there a comment uh, that Torts made during his press conference uh, about how he uses analytics? Um, I think he, I forget what he said exactly, but he, he classified it in like a really good way, something to the effect of like, um, it's, it's important to take a look at because you can see sometimes if you're making mistakes, which I thought was kind of a cool way to phrase it, but he wasn't going to rely on it to make decisions for him. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about analytics with Torts. I don't think he's gonna be. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so I think, yeah, but the binder says checking the spreadsheets after every now. game. <laughs> like yeah. Our analytics Dude. team said that we have to play this guy this amount of minutes on this <laughs> side, and if we don't, the percentage does not align with like. like... <laughs> Eesh. <laughs> yeah, it'll be funny. It's gonna be oh gosh, it's gonna be so great to see some of his press conferences. I'm I'm kind of interested now to see about JVR because I we all agreed that JVR is probably in the. There's no way on, he comes on, on the list, right? There's he's no fucked way. if he's still here next year. No, but listen, he's got to play for a contract. Like if he doesn't have a burr in his saddle to play a little bit more, plus Torts is here. I got some real questions about JVR. Ah, uh, I. I don't want him on the team because I think he's a poison. I think he's just symbolic of of the horrible culture. He's public mm-hmm. enemy number one as far as I'm concerned because yep, he's a veteran, one of the top paid players, you know, been here forever. Um, I think he'd be a burden for the culture that Torts is trying to establish. Or he could use him as an example, you know, going back to the full metal jacket theme, you know, his private pile or something is it's JVR. <laughs> Freaking boot are, camp. Are, are you saying that John Tortorella is going to threaten to skull fuck JVR? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that the line? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of lines. Yeah. <laughs> What's his yeah. name? General Pyle. Uh, Private Pyle, I think Private that's the guy Pyle. who. Um, I guess everybody's probably seen that movie by now, but there's the unfortunate ending in the shower. I guess midway through the movie with him. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's who I envision JVR is. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the example, the example player of what not to do. <laughs> I can't imagine he makes it through the summer. No, that should yeah. be like first move. You know, mm-hmm. when, when the when the tr- floodgates open for the trades and whatnot, getting her JVR should be priority numero uno. Mm-hmm. Just to clear that cap for nothing else. Yeah, they're going to have to package a draft pick with him, I think. I don't think they're pulling the wool up over anybody's eyes that, oh, he was our top goal scorer. Or, he had you know, 24 he goals 20... this year. <laughs> like, other GMs <laughs> are not idiots just looking at the paper. They're watching him and his horrible habits. I don't think it's. I know a lot of people are concerned that they're going to have to give up a first round pick, but I don't think that's the case. 
You I, think a second? Or you think that even less? Maybe a third. Like, the problem is the contract, especially for Arizona, that's not a bad contract. It's a $7 million right, cap hit, but he's only making $4 million real money. So for a team like Arizona, who needs to get to the cap floor but doesn't actually want to pay anybody, that's you know that, that's not a terrible deal. I'm sure other teams are going to want to offload their money. You know, I'm sure they're going to have to deal with that. But like, it's not like a Shane Goss's bear contract where it was a long term commitment to the guy. Yeah. You know, where you're dipping four four and a half million dollars for four years at the time, whatever the hell it was. Like this is only yeah, one year, years. a semi reasonable capped uh, uh, contract structure for a team like Arizona. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll have to give up something, but I don't think they're going to have to fucking pay out the nose to do it because it, it, it's a favorable contract for somebody, somebody like Arizona to add. So it, I'm sure it's not going to be pretty, but I don't think it's going to be a first-round pick. I think San Felipe floated that idea, and it scared everybody off. But I, 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 well, I They have to get another bidder in on it as yeah. well, I think. That would really kind of seal it where they could get out of it without, you know, like that third rounder or something where, where you're not, and they have like three of them in 2023, I think. So they potentially could sacrifice one if they had to. I don't even think they have to go that far. I think if they just withheld some salary, I could totally see a team that struggles for offense, like a Seattle dude, like regardless, that's Back 20, goal, that's 20 goals that you're going to need. And if they, if they can get it for, you know, 5 million AAV, I, I think that they kind of have to do that, don't they? Maybe. Yeah. But, and the salary retention would hurt the Flyers, though. Like, if they want to make any moves and stuff, they need that full seven. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the only, you know, you can buy them out, but that's less than $3 million in savings. Retain half his cab. That's only three and a half. Like... If you're going to do something like that, like, fuck, just bite the bullet and keep him around for another year and just get out of that contract in full. But I, I, you have to get rid of his full cap hit, at least a vast majority of it. If you have to retain, like, a million, like, fine, I guess. But just retaining half of his salary just to, you know, save yourself a third-round pick compared to a second-round pick, eh, it doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just have to free up a ton of money yeah. by whatever means necessary. Yep to be able to land some of the players, even just via trade. Cause you hear about that as an excuse why trades never happen. It's like, Oh, well, Oh, the cap didn't work and stuff. Well, if they want to do any trades of consequence, they're going to have to free up a shit ton of cap yep. in order to be, a, have that flexibility. Yeah. So we think that, that JVR is the first, uh, first shoe to drop when it comes to actual roster this off season. I would imagine so, because uh, how, whether or not you, you know, dispense of his cap hit is ultimately going to determine how you can go through the off season. Mm-hmm. If you're working with seven million additional dollars, that's a whole lot more fun than you know keeping him on the roster and having five point one to play with, or whatever the hell their cap is. So you know, if you get rid of him first, if like Monday morning next week they trade him and you have seven plus million dollars, like you know, I, I think you're going to be in a much better light. Not just from the fucking organization standpoint, but the fan perspective as well. You have all this money going in, and you know it's a whole lot easier to pursue Johnny Gaudreau when you got you know all this money than it is not. So we shall see. But I would assume that's priority number one, unless they do like a hockey trade with Konechny or something. But mm-hmm. that's what I would say. I think it's Konechny and in a hockey trade, probably for a defenseman. That's Although... for a center. 
Yeah, I don't know. Somehow I think that they're going to neglect that position again. <laughs> I think they're, they will, too. I they're, they're, The defense thing is such a, a question mark, and it's up in the air. And I think that the, you have to give Torts the best possible chance to succeed, and that means with a healthy defense and a set defense. And Ryan Ellis is just a question mark. And, and even if he's healthy... All it takes is Ryan Ellis takes that one hit mm-hmm. in that hip area or pelvic mm-hmm. area, that layered injury, the marble cake or the cheesecake or whatever it is, and then he's out for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Was well, he skating yet? Have we heard he's skating yet? Because he's supposed to be skating according to that master plan that they uh, that they outlined, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we've heard anything from him. Uh, nope. Since his, uh, you know, I got a plan speech at the uh, end of season. <laughs> I got game. a plan. Yeah, it's like a, it's Martin Luther King slash I slash Ryan Ellis. <laughs> I got a plan. <laughs> He'd be skating at at the skate zone, right in Voorhees. Probably. I don't know if he's because if he's under medical treatment, I'd imagine. He'd be doing it around here. I mean, he lives here now, I'm assuming, right? Like, he moved his family and stuff here. He doesn't still live down in Nashville, does he? I'm not sure about that. I would assume he probably moved to the area. He's got a shit ton of time left on his contract. He probably got something going on up here. Yeah, so you'd you'd have to imagine that he, if he was skating, he'd be in Voorhees. And if he's in Voorhees, somebody, some beat reporter is going to get word of that. We haven't heard anything. We would have heard something by now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so ergo, he's not skating. Ergo, again, his plan. He's not. He's not doing things according to what that plan was that he talked about um, in early May. There was a good chance that was all just lip service, so everyone could shut the fuck up about it for a few months and buy himself some Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Dan. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. It's just. It's too. You were out, you know, he played, what, four games, and he, I will be back in four to six weeks, and then four to six weeks passed, and then another fucking six weeks passed, and you never heard from the guy. It's just, I find it so convenient that the end of the season press conference, right before we don't hear from him for five months, I got a plan, and I'm going to physical therapy, and I don't need surgery, and I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be ready. I'm like, hmm, you just spent eight months not okay and now all of a sudden you're gonna be okay again this is mm-hmm. i don't know i thought that whole situation was sketchy at the time and uh, uh they're gonna they may have bought themselves some time at the end of the season press conference but they're gonna have to answer for their sins when the time the preseason rolls around and he's not here yes they will have to answer for their sins fucking right man <laughs> dave scott will spare no expense He's going to look into alternative medicines. Get a holographic Ryan Ellis and put him up there. Yes. Holistic <laughs> treatments. Yeah. Yeah. A Haitian witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to voodoo doll. They should, and... they, should try to, they should try to hypnotize him so he doesn't feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> they should remove the nerves from his, from his hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've got a, they got a mess on their hands, man. With that Ellis situation. Yeah. Even better, make a trade now with Vegas, get Shea Weber, 
and do a radical surgery where you basically take one of Shea Weber's legs and put it on Ryan Ellis. <laughs> amputate the good Shea Weber leg and amputate yeah. Ryan Ellis's bad leg and sew him up. Yeah, and then while we're at it, though, we want Shea Weber's like shoulders and arms so you could fuck people mm-hmm. up with hits and they have that slap shot. Why don't we just take Shea Weber then? Fucking get, It'll be like a Frankenstein. Give, give Weber <laughs> Ellis' like good leg. Scars. Mm. There'll be giant scars on his on his neck and all of his, on his body. I'm still like, salty about that Weber never got here. God. Yeah, I know. I like. You want to talk about things were different? What the fuck if they you know got Ryan out or uh, Shea Weber? Yeah, <sighs> I was so excited when they signed him, and I was man. I remember following that real close, and I was certain. I was like, "There's no way in hell Nashville can match this because it's going to bankrupt that damn team." Pretty sure it's what and most fuck, people thought. <laughs> fucking David Poyle and all his infinite wisdom. We can't let him go. Uh, you know, we got to side him even if it hurts the team. Fucking asshole. I, oh. <laughs> Always hate David Poyle for doing that. It's like, dude, you lost. Your franchise wasn't able to handle it, okay? You lost. Let it go. But he couldn't, and he fucking, he had to way overpay. He got fucking screwed. That team went nowhere, and they ended up trading him anyway later on. They made a final. They made a cup final. That was without Weber, though. That was after they traded for Subban, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was without Weber. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Oh, 2017, I think. <clears throat> God damn. Yeah, if he was here, that changes. I mean, that changes everything. You know, absolutely everything. He is a franchise cornerstone Hall of Famer uh, that, man, you're talking about the next next um, uh, Chris Pronger. Whew, imagine that transition. That would be fucking amazing. a pair of... Shea Weber and Samaran. What could have been? And and Shea Weber is a flyer through and through. Like, that guy would be prototypical Flyers defenseman. Yeah. He's also, like, kind of those guys. I mean, I I have heard he's very good in locker rooms. Um, He is a he is a guy that that holds his teammates accountable. He's serious about hockey. Um, He may have changed the way that, that that whole era went. Simply by having him, he he would have been the captain. He would yeah. have worn the C. Drew would have not had the C. I don't think Drew was the captain yet at that point, was he? In in twenty twelve, was it? It was right around. I feel like it was the he, beginning was, of the lockout. It would have been. Year, it was. It? It, it was summer of. It was summer of twenty twelve when they extended that offer to him. Where's... And if and if I'm not mistaken, I don't. I feel think like it was Giroux the lockout was year, so it would have been in twenty thirteen. Let me see. Giroux was named 19th captain in team history on January 15, 2013. So, yes, Weber right. would have been there for about a year. Weber would have been a captain. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been, man, it would have been a totally different era, especially I think that there's a chance that Claude Giroux would have been a uh, been a better player without having the burden of the C. Yep, I agree. Because uh, having a guy like, man, that would have been a, Man, that would have been such a good team. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Fucking David Poyle. <laughs> fucking slashes tires and toilet paper his front yard for this. <laughs> Can look out there with his one eye and who'll know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that, More David? Tires are slashed. It it got yeah. you nowhere and it fucked our franchise. Any ideas if if we're gonna see any um, RFAs uh, get offers or anything this summer? 
I haven't heard much chatter about that, but it's certainly possible. I mean, we saw that. Um, There's a lot of them. There's a lot Scott of Key and Emmy. You know, that was a big one. So. I think I saw somebody suggest Strom for Pulley RV. Dylan Storm for Bully Army. They'd take care of both of them, put them all in different situations. They're, they're two restricted ones. Line A, possibly, but I don't know what to, I don't think... I don't know if I've ever heard anything about whether he resigns in Columbus or not. The media's talking about it, like how important it is they actually sign him, but I don't think there's ever been any follow-up with that yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're so exceedingly rare, besides the Montreal Hurricanes feud. Yeah. You really don't, really don't see that shit anymore. I'd love to fucking and, get Pulley Arby on this team. God damn it. And honestly, I'm sorry, but Kakanyemi, shit. Yeah, that's a weird for what player to be feuding for over. For what he's getting paid, he's got like $4.8 million? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, times like, eight or something. <laughs> honestly, I have not seen... I have not been impressed. At all. Like, totally not worth it. So, their little revenge thing, and Twitter goes berserk because, oh, her, her, the Canes got back at them. Oh, her, they're throwing shade at them. Yeah, they fucked themselves. Mm-hmm. He's like on one of those prototypical Ron Hextall deals where yeah. they try to, like, oh, this guy's going to We're going to give so you the good. contract just, first, and then you yeah. earn it second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, your <laughs> deal. Yeah. Which has not worked really at all with any of his contracts. Yeah. I, I there's not one of them where it's like, oh, thank God the Flyers got in at such a low number right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I can't so think I'm, of one. So I'm looking at the compensation, and once you hit the first round pick, I, I believe that the rule the rule is that it has to be your pick. Yes. So it's not like the Flyers can, you know, trade somebody else's first round pick. No. It has to be your pick. Yes. So for a first and a third, it's between 4.2 and 6.3 million. Or above 10.2. They could also afford. <clears throat> so does Jesse Pugliarvi get more than 4.2 million? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so does... either, but I'm not sure what, what class he would fall in. What about a Martin Neches? Probably not. Okay, so then that goes to a second round pick. Would you give four point two million and a second round pick and get a Martin Neches or a Jesse Pugliarvi? The Flyers don't have either one of their second round picks coming up, so it doesn't particularly matter. Right. So then that. So you're stuck in the four four to six range or the more than ten range. <clears throat> So you have to overpay because you don't have a second round pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is that whole formula I think is rather bizarre. I think it needs some tweaking that they've set forth. It's I I don't see a lot of rationale with regard to the numbers and the compensation and all that stuff like you, you know what's the highest tier there the four first rounders? Four first rounders and it's 10.2 plus I believe. Like, I don't know. Like, it'd be a lot more fluid if you didn't have to give up so much. I mean, the fucking money is enough. It's mm-hmm. Buffalo that has our 2023 pick, right? Call them up and see what they want for it. <clears throat> the Flyers could probably figure out a way to reacquire a second rounder. <clears throat> if they really wanted it for another reason. And you just do a draft day deal where you get that second round pick back for like a future second round pick and a fourth or something like that. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Teams move up. Yeah, the they can make it the happen. You can try and get yours back. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to having that long-term plan, though. Like they, they really got to be playing chess with some of these moves here. People Can't would just lose be... their fucking shit if they signed Jesse Pulley to an offer sheet and they have to give like a second-round pick. People would lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would definitely do that. Um, not lose my mind. I would do the. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's a winger. And that's Everybody's a winger. That's the whole goddamn problem with this offseason. Yep. Every fucking if worthwhile center, player out there is a fucking winger. If it's a center or even a right handed D, you can. But we've got a billion fucking wingers. That's the problem. We need people to offer sheet our wingers. That's what we need. But nobody won't. Yes. You know why? Because they're shit. Exactly. <laughs> they're because they're mediocre and unproven, <laughs> which is not attractive to another team. I would tax. I would love for Chuck Fletcher to sell other teams on Travis Konechny the way that Flyers Twitter tries to sell Travis Konechny. Fuck. Hi, David Poyle. Hi, it's Chuck Fletcher. Listen. You want a 40-goal score? Well, okay, he's not really a 40-goal score, but prorated during the pandemic season. Mm-hmm. I still laugh at that fucking tweet where it's like, what's the difference between Debrincat and Konechny? They're both basically 40-goal scores. And it's like, what the fuck planet do these people come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> expected goals for. <laughs> Konechny and, oh yeah, Konechny and Line. They're the same guy. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well, if people think that, then they can go spend their money down at the Wells Fargo Center and watch Travis Konechny and coming up on what year seven as a flyer. Have at it. You want to spend that money and he you love watching him. Go for it. But I ain't doing that. And a lot of other people aren't going to do that anymore. So you bring in Patrick Line. I'll probably go down to some games to watch him. But uh, I'm not going to. I'm not paying a CTK anymore. I've I've seen enough. I was excited when they drafted him. I think he's a useful player, but I'm not fucking going down to watch him play. I ain't paying to watch that anymore. Nobody is. That's the problem. You're going to keep these guys around and cater to the fucking social media shitheads, but the people that aren't actually buying tickets to your fucking games. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, guys. How about if it's Travis Konechny and... You pay $16 for a milkshake that comes in a mason jar. What do you think about that? <laughs> Great. They come out and fucking kick me in the nuts for free while we're in it. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've got their their hands full. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I am 50-50 on Fletcher making these moves this offseason. I think it's possible. Um, I also think that there's a chance that they get cold feet and say, well, we got Tortorella in here and, you know, hoping and praying with injuries and all that stuff. And they really kind of, kind of tread lightly, but I'd I like really to don't see think as much turnover surprise me this summer. I don't think anything like if they fucking overhaul 75% of the roster or if they run it back with the exact same thing and no additions whatsoever, I don't think anything's going to surprise me. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be pissed, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be angry, but I don't think I'd be surprised if they don't do anything. But even yeah, if they same. do a whole bunch of stuff, like, I don't think I'd be surprised because that's what you should be doing. But, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think anything is truly going to surprise me with this stupid team this summer. Yeah, running it back is definitely the stupidest idea. Hey, we've done it for fucking eight years now. May as well try it one more time. I guarantee you the Devils are going to try to make a splash. Guaranteed. They have a lot of cap space. A lot of money. Not only that, they have assets, a lot of hope, lots of futures, lots of time to go now. They're going to steal Debrincat and Gaudreau from the Flyers in the same summer. And they'll be kicking their fucking asses in for the next 15 years. Cool. PK Subban. Yeah, Flyers are getting Subban. And the Devils could get, I mean, with all their cap, cap space, I haven't, I I haven't kind of crunched their numbers. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they got, like, a John Klingberg on defense and then got a good draw on offense. <laughs> and maybe someone else. You know, New they can Jersey do all that. Devils have uh, $25.3 million in projected oh, cap fuck. space right now. And they have no big contracts coming up, right? Like next year? They have to sign Jesper Bratt okay. right now. <laughs> yeah. But beyond that, I don't think there's anybody worth a shit that's coming up. I mean, Heischer's already long-term. They might need a goalie, too. Heischer and Hughes are long-term, but beyond that, like, mm-hmm. Bratt is the only one that's that's of note. Maybe uh, Boquist. I'm not sure you know how they favor that guy, but those are the only two names that are even kind of big this year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he, he, oh yeah. They could totally. I mean, they can reshape the roster. Twenty million dollars and a whole bunch of draft picks and a whole bunch of prospects. They could have the ideal offseason the Flyers should have. Yep. And they're gonna leapfrog the Flyers in the process. And, you know, I guess at least like maybe like a year or two ago, I wouldn't have expected the Devils to really lure in guys, even though they do have some legit young talent. But I didn't. I didn't really see anybody go there. But then when they got Dougie Hamilton, it's like, well, guys, guys are willing to sign there. You know, he was he was the best defenseman available and he was willing to sign there for, you know, for pretty big number. And so if he's willing to sign there, then other guys might be willing to sign there, too. Yeah, that's a theory. You get one and the rest Mm -hmm. of them show up. Something the Flyers should employ this year. Get Johnny Gaudreau and the rest will come. Bring Alex to Brincat and more people want to come. Because mm-hmm. nobody's the... lining up to play with Sean Couturier. Yeah, we can't wait to play with Coots. I can't hey, wait to play with Travis Konechny and James Van Riemsdyk. Oh, can't wait. Where do I sign? <laughs> I want to play with serial killer Scott Lawton. God. Killer Morgan Frost. Frost. I like Scott Lawton as a guy, but man, I'm just tired of watching him play for the Flyers. He's your next captain, Mike. Be happy. Yeah. I want to I want to travel back in time. <laughs> and remember when everyone was arguing over whether or not Sean Couture was really a good player or not? Vividly. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell those people on Twitter, you know he's going to be here until like 2050. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're going to sign him for like a lifetime deal. The next yeah. Ice Age will fucking come. There's a chance that they do give him another few years after this contract. Oh, it'll be what, my like, God. Mike. 30. <laughs> Mike, please. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> I mean, because he'll be what, like, uh, 
like 32. I mean, they would be able to squeeze another one or two year deal out of him. <laughs> he has a career they, year. They can give him a five year deal. They just, they just can't help themselves. It'll be a race. Who can stay here longer? Sean Couturier or fucking Scott Lawton? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2047 and they're both still here on lifetime yeah. contracts. Yeah. Jesus. I think Torts is going to like him. Um, I mean, most coaches like Sean Couturier. He's, yeah. he's a good coach's guy because he does a lot of little things. His, he's usually off the puck. His, his play off the puck is normally pretty good. I don't even dislike Sean Couturier. I hate what you got yourself into with Sean Couturier. I hate the fact that you've committed eight years to a guy who probably has two good years at best left. Like yeah. that, it's it's the future with him. It's like he's perfectly fine. I can respect the game that he plays when he's you know he, he he's still on. But holy fuck, mm-hmm. it's the idea that you locked yourself into this guy at eight million dollars for the next eight years—that sucks. And sooner or later, everyone's going to turn on him because that contract's going to turn albatross sooner or later. Mm-hmm. When it does, like I would love to see what people think of Katurian like three years from now. My guess is it won't be quite as friendly and loving as it is right now. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be bloodbath. And we were the first ones to talk about it. We're the only ones that expressed hesitation. Well, first of all, we expressed just don't sign him last year. And then when the contract came down, we were the only ones that expressed hesitation about the contract. In fact, we were just in fact, I was like the fucking NMC is the killer. Yep. That's I could have accepted everything else but the NMC. That's that's the one thing. What the hell would you give yourself an NMC for if you're Sean Couturier? Wouldn't you want to get out of here as quickly as possible if shit hit the fan? Mm. They got to stop fucking. Why did Fletcher have to give that to Hayes and Couturier? Yeah, it's just. Those players are not worth NMCs. My no, God. I think Hayes was given it so it was protection from Seattle. But, like, what the hell he gave it to Couturier for, I have no idea. That was probably the fucking benefit for him from signing a a more cap-friendly dollar, right? He got 7.7 Theoretically. $9 million, but we'll give you an NMC in the process. God, yeah. Like that NMC, like should not like he, he's not a nine million dollar player. My God. No. But yeah, you're right. That's probably what they think that they were. They bid again. Like the one thing I think that Fletcher does, I do think he kind of bids against himself sometimes, especially with that Hayes deal. We had a conversation about that a couple of weeks ago, which is a, or which really really good convo. Uh, where our basically our conclusion was we didn't think that other teams were really vying for his services. Uh, maybe one like Nashville, but I think the Flyers were really scared they were going to miss out on him. Then, oh, shit, if we don't get Hayes, then what do we do? Well, you're probably a little bit worse than you've been the past couple of years, maybe the same. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the room to my right is totally, well, not totally, but it's mostly open right now, so um, got to figure out what to do with that space. But, yeah, they, uh, the retirement, the Westminster uh, retirement center down in Dover, Delaware has a very nice pool table in their recreational space. Hmm. So if anyone's ever down in Dover, any of our listeners and they stop over want to play some pool, that table came from me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the plaque. <laughs> it's yeah, got, yeah. It's got flyers. AF. I'm sorry. Yes. Underscore <laughs> AF on it. <laughs> yeah. Scratched into the side. <laughs> hmm. 
I should have done that. I should have put it on the underside of it. The Brotherly Puck Auction. Brotherly Pod Auction. Dan's Mike's pool table and Shane's worn underwear and whatever wacky shit we can come up with. Dan the Flyer fan's first uh, microphone. Nick has that one right now, actually. Oh, so there you go. So Nick, Nick's got it. We gotta, we gotta take it out of uh, Nick's the curator of this museum of oddities. That was my We've birthday got... present to him a couple of years back. <clears throat> what, what would the bidding be on Katie's shovel? That oh, that shovel. A, that would be a big one. Yeah, that's a hot item. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't believe I never recorded that moment. God. The greatest moment in Brotherly Pod history that never was heard by anybody. Except me, Shane, and Katie. Yeah. yeah. How's Grace doing? Is she still on Sisterly Pod? Because I haven't heard a new sister, Sisterly Pod in a while. Yeah, I think we're doing one next week. We were just talking about that okay. in the chat uh, not too long ago. But yeah, she... Mm-hmm. Between college and working and I think she joined a sorority and she just doesn't have the... Doesn't have the time mm-hmm. to be a regular. It's not uh, too much going on yeah. right now either. It's although with the torts thing is kind of cool, but that's just like one thing to spend like an hour talking about. <laughs> yeah, so they'll be back next week. Once we get, I think we're gonna have like one week of like free agent like trade shit. It's gonna happen like I think pretty. You're gonna quickly. have the draft. What the seventh and eighth, and then the free agency is the following week. You're probably going to have a week or two of craziness there, and then by the middle of July, things are going to slow down again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a couple weeks of insanity, and then back to back to nothingness for the next... I guess it's not too yep. bad, because it'll be the middle of July at that point, which is a couple weeks later than yeah. it usually is. So. I think the season starts <clears throat> a little later still. I think the first game's like October 11th, if I'm not mistaken. It's like a week later than usual. Yeah, so it's about a week, yeah. Which is still better than start middle of September ish. So, Mm -hmm. I might actually try to go down there for camp this year, just because I might have a little flexibility. I can carve out some time. Years for a training camp. I am interested. It's just because of torts. I mean, fifteen. I think was last time I was down there. Really? Yeah, I've never been to a camp event there, Um, because I never. I mean, I live in South Jersey. There'd be no. It just. I just had no reason to kind of go over and. I'd see him at games, but I never went over for practice. Either way, regardless, it's been a while. Been a hot minute since I've been over there. I always want to get to try on the aisle too. I just uh... yeah, that'd be kind of fun. You could get a shit ton yeah. of stuff signed. Yeah, the pl- player players. interactions would be the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was even I wanted to go to do that too. So yeah, that'd be cool. Have they have hmm. they done it in the past? I think they've canceled it the past couple of years. Yeah. Although, because usually you see a lot of like advertising for it, and there's like flyers videos because nothing going on, so it's the only thing that they kind of put out. Trial on the aisle. I don't know what year. <clears throat> I don't know what year this was, but this one was June 27. Oh, that was 2018. It's like one of the 20 times that Wade Allison was doing it or something. <clears throat> yeah. Huh? What yeah. The that hell is, is that? Igor Zamula. Jesus. Yeah, he probably, what is he, like, six foot five, 140 pounds? If that, yeah. yeah. Is it the Slender Man, or is that Igor Zamula? He fucking looks like it. 
Is that Ronnie Addard? What? That's Nolan Patrick. He like towers over these fucking people. Did he ever come back this year after getting his uh, concussion? No. So. Well. That's sad, but. I I, I fucking hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the trial on the aisle. Let's go to the Whitey's World or whatever that fucking tournament was. Fucking exhibition shit like lit it up there like four <laughs> goals it's like a non-contact exhibition game you know <laughs> yeah i fucking hate nolan patrick sam moran travis that. sandheim shane goss spear robert haig and ivan provrov ah yeah that was a good time what used to be <laughs> that was a good time Careful, Mike. You might hurt his feelings. Travis saying I'm by <laughs> far the scrawniest of the five of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that picture? And they all look like they've, they're mean mugging? Only Robert, Robert Hager looks has pretty smile. big. Yeah, I think Hager looks pretty good. Robert Hager, yeah, Robert Hager looks good. Yeah. Proverbs built like a fucking tank. Yeah. Guys, Sa- Sanheim looks like he should be, uh, you know, standing in the middle of a cornfield, <laughs> scaring the crows. <laughs> There's Sam Rand, who's eight feet tall and towers over everybody. I they're going to make Sam a coach or something, right? Or scout or something with the organization. Probably player development of some kind, yeah. Mm-hmm. He would be good for that. He's got a he's got a great personality, too. And he's got a wealth of experience kind of like overcoming adversity and stuff. And I think he'd be a positive be great influence. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know what he's gonna do if he's a, you know, where he falls in in that kind of role. But I have never met Sam Moran. One of the few people from that era that I, I did not meet. There's always maybe shot something that like came up, or, or for whatever reason, I, 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 I was supposed to go to a training camp one year and didn't make it, and when he was in mm-hmm. Lehigh Valley, he was going to come back and didn't make it for whatever reason, or there's some weather, I don't remember what the fuck happened, but like, there was always something that never met Sam Moran. Flyers fans have a lot in common with insurance brokers. Yeah, they're pieces of they just shit. Say, they just say no to everything. <laughs> Do you want Line A? No. Do yeah. you want John Tortorella? No. Do you want to trade the fifth row? No. Do you want to trade the first overall pick? Uh, you know, the first pick in 20? No. It Do you is get wild. Better? Like, fucking Wayne Gretzky at his absolute peak would come back, and there'd be fans that'd be like, no, nah, I don't really want him. No. It's not mm. worth it. It's like, what the? When did this mindset ever fucking take place here? Like, it's the Flyers. Who on this team? Fuck. When I grew up, it was like Desjardins and Gagne. Those were the only two players that were anything resembling a consistency when I was a kid. Nobody else played more than two seasons with the club. Now this entire fucking roster has been together for seven years. We still can't let him go. One thing that Tort said, too, was he's like, oh, and like Manny, you mentioned this during the show, was like, oh, you know, he was here coaching the Lightning in 04, and the environment was infectious, and it was great. And I'm like, thinking, like, um... <laughs> it ain't been like that in a long time, man. <laughs> like, you got visions of 04. It's fucking shit now. It's been compared uh, to that. 12 years since anything of note happened in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> 2004. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was a great time. That, that was, was a lot yeah. of fun. That was the, uh, the glory days, now that we think about it. Good. Yeah, he's uh, he's in for. I mean, I'm sure he's aware, but he's just using that as a, I think, a positive moment to recall. He's the one guy that I think can handle this. 
from that kind of perspective of knowing what he's in for. He's John Tortorella, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one guy that can handle all the bullshit. Well, he's going to like the thing is like he takes this shit so personally and yeah. and that's great. Like he's like, I'm responsible for getting people in the building. Like I need to make these players do what they're supposed to do. And if it's not happening, then I'm partially to blame. Yeah. So like he's really like he really understands that. And like I respect that a lot. You know, how can you not? He's going to take this shit seriously. I think this was mm-hmm. this was the right hire. Yeah, I think that I think I think Torts is now my favorite person involved with the Flyers organization. And I don't particularly think it's close anymore. Yeah. No. You know what? Totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's certainly not any of the players. That's, that's John Tortorella, sure. Sam Moran, and then nobody else. Yeah. The other thing that's wild, and I forgot to mention it until now, but when we were talking about if is it you know the red line that John Tortorella somehow is the guy that people it's going to turn people away from this team there are people that legit want him to fail oh yeah badly like just fall on his face and just leave the nhl and it's like dude you're a flyers fan you want the team to completely just implode and like not for just one year it's like i can't believe they hired him i hope he's terrible for the entire time this year it's. I don't get that. It was because of the Zegras uh, comment he made uh, on ESPN earlier in the year, which I think was kind of interpreted a little bit out of context, if I recall some of the writings about it. And I think that he kind of qualified it later on. Like, it was something that, like, after the Zegras goal, like, oh, there's no place in the game for that or something. He didn't say it even like that. He just said that the yeah. game is different now. Yeah. He said it was yeah. very skilled and creative. He's like, but I I am from a different era where, you know, the exactly. game wasn't played like that. And, you know, other guys would kind of, you know, take your head off if you tried to do something like that. That's all he said. He didn't, exactly. He didn't demean Zegris at all. People like, oh, yeah, he wasn't like, oh, he sucks for scoring like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what people interpret it as, which what is, is not the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I am sure if Zegers was on this team, John Torello would be very happy. Yeah. We'd all be very happy. God, they never would be lucky have... enough to land a Zegers. Not under Torts. Because he also said in that, guys, all these quotes, he, he said he wants to make Carter Hart's life a lot easier than net. I bet Carter Hart wants his life to be a lot easier in net, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> He said something like the like it's too hard for the goalies here or something like our like the I know we didn't comment a lot on the previous teams but it was something it was something like that yeah he was you know very quick to point out he, I think Hart was one of the few people that he mentioned like by name as far as the mm-hmm. players go but yeah he was yeah, uh, quick to because uh, because he speaks Boston or whatever the fuck Wayne Fish was talking about. <laughs> Does your ability to speak Boston help this team? And even Torch is like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? So, God, that's such... I think Wayne Fish has done some good things in his career, but that was just so fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's the question. It's like, oh, is the Boston connection going to help you guys? It's like, the fuck are you talking about? No, no, it's not, actually. <laughs> it's actually totally irrelevant and immaterial. Like, next, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. We grew up down the street from each other. We know each other. 
It's like there's a T in your last name, and there's also <laughs> one in Cam's <laughs> last name. Like, is there a? Good. <laughs> oh, Will this help with the team connection? Like, like, like this is why a lot of these fucking people in media don't get any fucking money or like get paid much. These are their fucking questions. <laughs> this is what the they come up with. Yeah. yeah, it's like. <laughs> You're making jack shit for a salary because this is the shit you come up with. You know? <laughs> she tried to ask, like, what were some of the negatives that you were hesitant about uh, coming to the Flyers? Like, he's not going to fucking answer that. Yeah. Well, I sat here and thought about how much they fucking suck and how much I hate my life <laughs> and how much I need $4 million <laughs> a year. So here I yeah. am. He's, his answer was like, there are no negatives, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a goddamn lie. Yeah, well, the well, the roster's pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> James Van Riemsdyk is here. So. Yeah, JVR. Well, <laughs> I was very reluctant because of JVR. <laughs> oh god, that would have been a phenomenal fucking answer. He would have lived in oh infamy yeah. in this fucking city if he did that. I have concerns about working with a player like James Van Riemsdyk. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Connecty fellow fucking sucks. In in a weird way, he's gonna have to have those reporters up their game and their work ethic and be prepared. Yeah, he will. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. If if not, like they're not gonna be able to half ass questions anymore. Mm -hmm. No, they're not getting one over on this guy. It's not gonna happen. That is the one thing you can just about guarantee from John Tortorella. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait for that first. How come you're not using Travis Sanheim on the point of the power play? Because he sucks. Oh, it's yeah. be great. Put him out on the power play. He fucking sucks. He's a great guy five on five. He's a good human being, but he sucks. You put him on the power play, can't do nothing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't explain it to you. Maybe you guys can explain it to me. But he sucks on the power play. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's I guess breaking news in the meantime, you can always you know pop on for an evening and get an episode sure. if we need to. Sure. When they trade JVR, yeah. we can celebrate. <laughs> God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to dance on his fucking grave. Good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking JVR. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully this new mic worked out, Dan. Let me know if, uh, if it didn't, and uh, it can. Oh, you sounded good. You figure that... out how to uh, eliminate all the out. white noise in the background. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I was just using this old laptop mic, which was fine for a while, but it just was yeah. not 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 usable long term. So. Yeah, that's no, you sound good. Good, cool. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Have a good night, Mike. Have a good night, Enjoy Dan. Yeah, good night. All right, see you. Bye.